Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast, Every Relationship Begins With You. I am so glad you guys are here today or tonight or whenever you're listening. Um, This is some super juicy, amazing stuff today. I'm going to um, introduce you to woundology and what happens when the wounded victim gets with another wounded victim and become wound mates. But let me just talk a little bit about woundology first and you know what it is. And so woundology validates your suffering. Okay. So you are wounded and there is, you know, you have valid reasons for feeling the way you feel if you've been, you know, were neglected in childhood, abused, you know, or whatever that emotional trauma you know, happen to be, you know, abandonment, death of a parent, divorce, you know, enmeshment, a codependent parents yourself, a narcissistic parent, you know, all the, you know, the deeds behind the whys, you know, our inner child becomes wounded, Um, you know, and if you don't go back to (laughs) earlier podcasts and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on the inner child again someday, but for right now, if you don't know about wound, you know, inner child trauma, please, you know, go listen to one of my other podcasts. But in the meantime, you know, but what happens when we, you know, we can validate our suffering and it is valid is that many of us, you know, will take our suffering and we really, we turn it into victimhood, which here's the thing. We are a victim. So this is where it gets tricky because we are a victim, but here's the thing. But when you become an adult, nobody cares and I'll use me as an example. Nobody cares that I, you know, my mother was killed when I was three, that my father was a narcissistic, raging, abusive alcoholic. You know, nobody cares about all the other plethora of, you know, abuses I suffered um, because I'm an adult. I am, I need to be, you know, a healthy woman that raises healthy children that, you know, gets a job and, and pays her taxes and does the right thing. Right. Well, yeah, that's great, but it's really difficult for that victim to to do that because why? We have the inner child that is traumatized. We are reacting to everything. You know, we're triggered all the time. You know, our relationships are suffering. You know, it, it's in all basic. You know, based on this wound, and this wound keeps us in victimhood, right? And so what ends up happening eventually is, you know, a lot of people choose subconsciously most of it, but to stay a victim. Why? Well, victimhood is very, um, you know, easy then to make excuses for your behavior, right? Uh, You know what? It's easy to say, this is why I drink. This is why I do drugs. This is why I can't hold down a job. This is why I'm I'm too angry to actually make a success out of my life. You use those excuses and you then, you know, what What does your victimhood give most people? I'll tell you what it gives them. Significance. See, in when, when we were young and we were growing up and we're in these households that, you know, are not healthy, we feel very insignificant, right? And so a part of this one, you know, one of the six human needs that we have and, you know, and, and if significance is at the top of those needs, that's not, we're kind of in trouble. And so if you need to feel significant, 
and you don't feel, um, you, you know, you're successful or anything, or you're not good enough, or you're not smart enough, or whatever those things are that you, you know, the beliefs, the limiting beliefs you have about yourself. Well, what do you do? You find significance in your victimhood and your wounds. Because guess what? You can, that is a great thing to be a victim. It, it sets you apart from somebody else. It makes you feel significant. And then it gives you an excuse, right? It's not easy to heal. I'm never, I'm not saying it is, but it's going to keep you stuck if you don't, right? So, so what happens is then, you know, you just basically become seriously invested in the authority of your wounds as, you know, as a, opposed to actually healing them. So instead of healing, you get really good at being the authority on them and, you know, and announcing them to the world. Have you ever met somebody and within five minutes, they tell you their entire horrible life story? That person is attached to their wounds. That person is attached to the victimhood. Okay. So now in, in the hardest relationships for me to help by far are the ones that have become wound mates. Okay. Now, a wound mates, you know, have this, it's a union that um, includes basically unspoken terms of agreement. So, you know, and here, here's how it kind of looks, right? They, the, the, the support includes re reorganizing any, you know, part of their social life or work life around the needs of the wounded partner. Um, if required, you know, we carry the wounded partner's responsibility of um, as a way of showing how sincere we are in our support. We always encourage, you know, um, the partner to process his or her wounds, you know, with us and take as much time for recovery as they need or we need. Right. And we accept and, um, with a minimum friction, all weaknesses and shortcomings rooted in the wounds you know, since acceptance is crucial to healing, right, Heather? Shouldn't we accept the narcissist? Shouldn't we feel sorry for the narcissist, says the codependent? No, 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 no. Yes, I'm sorry that the codependent didn't have the best, you know, life, right? Okay, well, neither did the codependent, neither did a lot of people, but the codependent is basically as invested in their own damn wounds as the narcissist is. And actually, here's the thing. The narcissist won't really tell you their wounds. The codependent will. And when in, in what I just read to you, the agreement, that's the agreement that codependent makes with the narcissist. Yeah. Any support they need, anything. They're wound mates, right? And even two codependents make these things, these agreements. As wound mates, you make these agreements. So basically, in short, the bond, you know, is based on wound intimacy. It's, you know, it's an implicit guarantee that weakened partners will always need each other and that they will always, you know, forever have open passage to each other's internal world. It sounds so beautiful, is doesn't it? It's not. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's toxic. It becomes the dreaded game, the drama triangle, you know, uh, it's ugly. It's, you know, we'd be, we there's always going to be the victim, the rescuer, the persecutor, and it just goes round and round and round. And it's very difficult for you know, some to give up the privilege that accompany being wounded, right? It sets them apart. You know, their anger makes them relevant, right? If the uh, look at that person, they're so angry, they're relevant. It sounds crazy, but it's the truth. Their wounds make them special. They become addicted to support and compassion. 
Okay. Many will say, I need more time to process my wounds. It, and here I'm going to tell you something. And if you ask my clients this, it doesn't take that long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but it doesn't. Like literally 10 weeks. It takes me 10 weeks. I, usually when I get to 10 weeks with my client, we're processed. What, what happens after 10 weeks? Sometimes I have to go longer, sure. Some people that are really, you know, have a lot more emotional trauma or, you know, really been deep into their patterns, you know, we go longer than 10 weeks, yes. But what happens after 10 weeks or maybe if I go 10, 12, 14, 16, 20 is the most I've ever gone with anybody. What, what happens then is we're in maintenance, right? You see, you I'm going to teach you, I can teach you how to heal through your wounds and I'm going to walk you through it and I'm going to go down to the bottom of the barrel with you. But once I teach you, I can't, there's, I, if I keep going after a certain point, I just become your codependent person, right? See, there's one way through, one way out. Everybody comes to that way, maybe from a different angle, from, you know, everybody's journey is different. But it doesn't take years, you know, yes, maintenance. Yes, you will get triggered for a long time, but you will not, you heal one time, one time, right? So, you know, you don't, you just, you, you got to remember that it's in the story that you stay stuck. So what I do with my clients is we talk about their story one, two, three times at the most. And I let it go. We learn to let it go and forgive it and move on. Because if you keep talking about your story, stay stuck in the story, right? I literally have no emotion attached to my story anymore. I use my story for one reason, to help other people. No other thing. I can tell you my story. Do sometimes, yeah, yeah, I go get teary-eyed sometimes. But no, not really. It's over. It's done. I only tell it and use it to help my clients and to help the world and to other help other people. But it's not me anymore. I have no attachment to that story. I'm so not that person. Thank God. Right. So anyways, you, you, um, you know, you have to realize that when you're in a wound, you're, you know, um, you're paired with another mate and you guys are wound mates, you feel like you're, you know, you're getting the compassion, the love, the safety and the nurturing, the admiration. Well, how could one give that up? You can't, but that, what you don't understand is it also keeps one stuck in the shitty relationships. In the toxic relationships, in the mediocre life. Healing is simple, but it is not easy, right? So, you know, there there are steps. And yeah, sure, they're going to demand great effort. But you can't, but to stay stuck in your story, to stay stuck in woonology means you stay stuck in toxic relationships. That's the bottom line, right? You know, have you ever, I'm going to ask you this. I've never asked these questions before. Do you ever, you know, are you, um, do you ever use your wounds to cancel an appointment? When in fact you are feeling fine, you're using your wound if you do, right? You're using the victimhood. Do you ever control another person by saying his or her action reminds you of your parents or parent? You remind me of your, my mother. You remind me of her, my father, but more it's you remind me of my dad or my mom. Please stop doing this. Please, you're hurting me. Okay, well, what when are you going to stop? When are you going to just not be with somebody that you have to beg to stop? Right. Do you ever quit something or not try at all, you know, by dwelling because you're dwelling on your past. Therefore, you're encouraging depression. Right. Are you afraid that in healing yourself, you will lose your intimate connections to certain people in your life? Guess what? You will. 
but don't you think that that's okay? That's worth it. Trust me, it is. I've lost plenty of people in my life because I'm no longer connected to my wounds. It's a struggle at first, no doubt. You miss certain people, but you can't. What what you'll realize is when you you're healing, you can't. You, as much as you want to stay around certain people, you can't. It's impossible anymore. You can't listen to this the things and the complaining and anyways you know are you afraid that um choosing to you know heal yourself you know you're gonna it's gonna require you to leave behind you know a lot of your familiar life it will but i promise you there's a better life waiting on the other side see these are questions that you need to address honestly because you know they're the most significant cluster of reasons that people fear becoming healthy they fear giving up the significance they fear giving up People that they love, but that's not good for them. They fear what is to come. They fear fear, right? Um, you know, and you have no trust. You have nothing. You you want to stay feeling like you're safe, loved, and belong, even if it's in the worst of environments. But you got to stop. Otherwise, you just won't live that life, right? So, you know, a person who cannot let go of the wound is a wound addict. And like all addictions, wound addiction is not easy to break. I can sympathize with you, okay? You know, it's basically you, um, you know, there's a road through. There's a way through. But you've got to learn how to get through that, you know, road. You've got to learn how to get to the other side, okay? You know, you've got to, you know, for some people, holding on to their wounds means personal vengeance, Right. That's going to you're going to it's going to liberate you and it's going you're going to get the person that hurts you by blaming them and by, you know, constantly talking about what they did to you, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? It, it doesn't it's not it doesn't work because it keeps you stuck in the wound. You know, forgiveness means releasing the control that the perception of victimhood as over our psyches, really, you know. So here's some questions that. I want to, I'm going to leave you with, and I, you know, and I want you to think about them. So if you get a pen and paper, because these questions are going to help you um, answer, you know, answer them. So what emotional memories do you still need to heal? What relationships in your life require, require healing? Do you ever use your emotional wounds to control people or situations? If yes, describe it. Have you ever allowed yourself to be controlled by the wounds of another person? If you're a codependent, the answer is 100%. Yes. Hell yes to the yeses. What are you feeling about letting that happen? Like, what does that make you feel like when you allow yourself to be controlled by another wound, by your wound mate? You know, what steps are you prepared to take to prevent yourself from being controlled that way again? What fears do you have about, you know, becoming emotionally healthy? I want to know. What are your fears? What do you fear by becoming healthy? Do you associate emotional health with no longer needing an intimate relationship? What is your understanding of forgiveness? Do you understand forgiveness? Who are the people you have yet to forgive? And what, you know, prevents you from letting go of the pain you associate with them? What have you done that needs forgiving? Which people are working to forgive you? And number 10, final question I want to leave you with is, what is your understanding? And, I, and, and this is a big one. What is your understanding of a healthy, intimate relationship? Are you willing, this is, here we go, okay, I want you to answer this. Are you willing to release the use of your wounds, okay, to open yourself up to such a relationship? And that that is a big one. Because until you're willing to release it, you're going to stay in it.
So thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Don't forget it. I care big time. If you want to set up a free 45 minute call to see if, you know, I can help you, you can click the link below or in the, in the notes here, you can go to my website. Um, if you ever want more information about anything, email me and that's it. Have a great night, evening, morning, wherever you are.